Hell yeah, Torbjorn. Hello and welcome back to Tuesday Night Gaming, the From Siege yeah, edition. Hell yeah. Today we're talking about the Mandalorian episode 4 called The Siege. Why is it called The Siege? Because it's wrong. Yeah, what? because it's a terrible episode. It was one of the worst Mandalorian episodes I've ever seen. Jay, explain what? how there was a siege in this episode. Yes, it's called The Siege, so what siege is what, it referring to? What was to? The Siege? When they're attacking a um, imperial facility. That's not a siege. A That's siege an attack. Waiting, waiting for them. It's like you sit around the thing and wait for them to come out. I would describe it as an infiltration. It was an attack. And it, yeah, infiltration. It is, there is, is nothing. There is nothing in this episode that could even be remotely described as a siege. You know what? I'm going to look or, at the definition of a siege right now. Okay, find it. Or okay. Could it be that the imperial base waiting to pounce on the town was the siege yeah maybe maybe <laughs> no. they're being sieged. <laughs> it was a research no. lab and it was right. mine to get their own right. business Come until back. our heroes attacked you've, it you've made two points so far the first is that the episode title is dumb i agree second you said that the episode was the worst <laughs> episode of mandalorian you've ever seen i totally and disagree you... i really enjoyed it yeah you can enjoy you, you can enjoy it but it was not a good it was objectively not a good episode Wait, can no I, the, the, uh, the, no, I don't think no. objective means what you think it means. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think... in my opinion it means objectively it was a bad episode. okay okay i have the definition of a siege ready a military yes. operation in which enemy forces surround a town or building cutting off essential supplies with the aim of compelling the surrender of those inside yeah, you're right. It wasn't a siege. Also, a prolonged period of misfortune. Oh, well, I mean, it was a prolonged <laughs> period of misfortune. I mean, that one's more open for interpretation. It's really, I, don't... I mean, it's it's really not a pro- like the imperial base was sitting there, but like not it wasn't doing anything to our to Carl Weathers' town until they attacked it. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it's a metaphorical siege. Maybe it was a badly written episode, and that's only part of it. Okay, shall we uh, get into it then? Yeah. I think we're already into it. We are into it. I mean, why did he get there? Mando was like, man, my ship is sure in bad shape. I'm going to go visit some friends. Yeah, that's the one person who actually... fucking Mon Calamari's destroyed it. <laughs> and I mean, someone who can, is competent to fix that. Yeah. He was down to using Baby Yoda as a mechanic. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Baby Yoda gets zapped. That was he hilarious. Can't, he can't do directions. Yeah, that was good. There's a lot I really enjoyed about this episode. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, um, I agree. It had everything I could ask for. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm glad. You need to raise your standards. Oh. Okay. Okay. They I might think, be trying the TP strat. I think you're just trying to be all edgelord. No, no, no. I like things. I liked Space Camp, and I liked the last two episodes of Mandalorian. I did not like this one. I'm not an edgelord. I think we're splitting up, by the way. We're about three and three here. Well, that's because they were teleporting. They're in the back. There's right, a everyone who liked point. Mandalorian to the front. Everyone who didn't like it in the back. <laughs> <laughs> what about the people no, who aren't them playing? Trying to protect our backline. They have bad decision making. Bad judgment. All right, all right, Troy. snipe this girl. Um, okay, so they get to the he gets to the town where what's her name? Cara Dune is yeah. the yes. marshal and has a animal pet that she likes. Well, she doesn't have an animal pet. She saves. A ferret, accident, like circumstantially, and it just follows uh-huh. her around. That's enough. But we don't know yeah. that it even follows her around until the end. Okay. Okay. Fine. Whatever. She beats up some gangsters. Yes. Yeah. With extreme and, prejudice. Yeah. Aqualish. 
all yeah. wielding the same gun Panda Baba used, which incidentally brings up brings me to my point of what I didn't like in the episode, which is <laughs> everything was exactly the same as in the other movies. Is Panda Bear? I, I can't tell whether the episode was all written or not because they took the exact same lines from the other movies. The, well, don't talk, we'll talk about the writing at some point. It was really particularly bad in this episode. I, I think part of it is, yeah. It, on point. The, was on the point. writing wasn't doing the actors any favors and the actors weren't doing the writing any favors. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would agree about all that stuff. Yeah. But, so they, okay, so, so she okay, so these the Aquash. She kills these Aquash. Yeah. With extreme prejudice. She doesn't use a blaster? No, she doesn't. Or she okay. does. Well, she, she uses does. captured blasters, but she doesn't use her own. I think blaster. at the end she pulls out her own and shoots the guy. Oh, that's right. Right at the very end. You're right here. Yeah. Um, I didn't really get that, but I'm sure there's a reason for it. Like, I didn't know if she was like the Batman of Star Wars. Uncivilized. They're uncivilized. But she does use it later, so I don't know. They're These going guys back, just not, they're, not they're worthy of using blasters. Okay, we're coming back. All right, so, so she's the marshal, and the Mando yes. lands, and and kind of precariously, like he doesn't quite make it. And mm, Weathers, no derivative, are hanging out, and they're like, "Hey, welcome back, buddy." Carl Weathers has a beard or a goatee. He has a goatee. What's, yeah. that, what's the character's name? Grief Carga. Who cares? Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> it's Carl Weathers. So he's like, "Hey, you want us to fix your ship?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I guess I'll pay you or something. I don't know. And anyway, well, no, he's like, "It's on the house for an old friend." Okay, sure. But oh, well, there's one thing we want you to help with. Oh yeah, they're pretty much just like every other episode of The Mandalorian. They're like, yeah, we'll help you if you help us with this problem. Yeah, yeah. it's a good barter system. It's like it burn is. notice. And then, <laughs> okay, and then we get to one, of, and then we get to a part where I already knew this was going to be. It was already a bad sign. So they take Baby Yoda to like a school and like plunk him down, which is fine. And then Mando says, where I go, he goes, which is like, you know, the point of the show. Right. And Kara says, where we're going is no place for a child. And where do they go? They go to talk to Carl Weathers and his blue guy in like an office. Like later, right. she, meant, she meant the Imperial base. Come yeah. on. Come on, Matt. No, she did. Yes, yeah, yeah, she, she did. did. Yeah. <laughs> well, then why couldn't he have come around to them, come to the meeting? Because then they would have had to leave him at some point anyway. Her point yeah. was that they're ultimately going to... I mean, they were yeah. on their way to the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like we're gonna go to the to I'm the, the imperial base by way of the headquarters building, which is by way of the school. Okay, whatever. So we'll <laughs> save some gas bucks if we all go in one car. <laughs> well, they only had one car. <laughs> yeah, they had his. Outer room. Like the, she's the marshal, and he's like, and he's like the mayor. Doesn't he have more than one car? People? I don't really know why the blue guy needed to be in the episode. Does anyone else? He's like Uh, the comic relief. Yeah, I think that that's the comic relief. He's the guy they abuse. They're all about having recurring characters. I think Mm. that that's probably. And it's about redemption. Yeah. What what was not redeemed? He helped them out. What did he do to be redeemed? They had a first to do everything. Yeah, but maybe he actually becomes good. You don't know where they're taking it, but it's also knowing like the concept of like. Incompetence and competence by luck, <laughs> or is it by the force? No, it's by. All right. Anyway, so so they say, okay, so we're gonna take this imperial base that is not doing anything to us. It's, but yeah. eventually the they're planet. gonna. Do... Actually, I'm sorry, guys. I have one quick thing to say about Baby Yoda in school. It's actually not that quick. 
But then I saw an article on Flipboard that's like, oh, the the the, the scene where the protocol droid is t- talking to the students, it explains the Kessel Run problem. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you go back to one problem, that. like that, it's a parsec, yada yada yada. I heard them talking, and I knew they were. It was going to be something like that. I was like, I don't know what they're saying, but I, I know it's going to be some kind of Easter egg. Yeah. So the, basically, the droid was like, so Kessel has this weird orbit where sometimes it's inside all these ion storms, and sometimes it's not, which explains why in Solo it is. Okay. Really close. That's it. It was kind of ridiculous. Okay, we can move on though. So they go to this imperial base and they and they're riding there and the dialogue is really bad. Uh, they keep threatening the blue guy and he's yeah. like he has like a hundred year sentence for Carl Weathers. Presumably that's not three hundred, which presumably is not that big of a deal because he must be must have a natural. He must be longer living than your average human. Or right. it's just the fact that he's a, a serious criminal. <laughs> Well, I mean, he people says, have like hundred plus years sentences in on in our time and our universe. Yeah, but there's no expectation that they would live to they would live to see it through. Did they ever say they expect him to live that long? He keeps taking time off of it though, so it seems yeah. sort of like it's yeah, it's confusing. I don't get it. <laughs> it's and well, what, that everyone understands it's not actually going to last that full time. Yeah. Well, so when the guy Star says, Wars, who knows how long an alien could live for? Yeah. Who knows how long even a year is? Yeah. True. And when he says, I have a 300-year sentence, it's not like with an attitude of, I'm going to die in prison. It's more like, what a pain in the butt. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't seem I'll work that it concerned. Off. Uh, they also use a speeder that looks kind of like Luke's speeder from yeah. episode four. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, but then um, when they get to the base, it reminded me of Dark Forces. <laughs> nice job, Chark. <laughs> Yeah, it, it it kind of reminded me of Dark Force yeah. mixed with uh, Mustafar. Did everyone recognize that the base looked almost exactly the same as the Run Rogue One, the the like Black Ops site that? Um... Yeah. Well, it's an Imperial base. They all kind of look. They all look like the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Not the, not the inside. No, no, the outside yeah, the had kind of like a weird barrelly look. Yeah, elongated okay. central position with a yep. flanging, yeah. weird. Outskirt. On a cliff. On a cliff, yeah. Oh, that's 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 true. You're right. The one that the Y Wings bomb. Yeah, that was the Y-wings bomb. <laughs> uh but there's also a part where they're like, okay, blue guy, you can stay here, but don't blame us when the lava tide comes in. Yeah, lava, exactly. Like lava tide. Well, and also like so you're leaving the speeder out here, so is the la is it like lava proof? Yeah. Yeah. No, also, we never like, revisited that. Like I expected in that final rush, like you know, the final chase scene, there were the lava would come back. Like, right? Why mention yeah. it? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was Where's the lava? Or, yeah. Like in the final chase, it should have been like a giant wave of lava chasing them. That would have been yeah. cool. I was hoping for something along those lines, but I think it was more along the lines of, hey, we're going to make you come in by scaring the bejesus. And they make him do everything. Like he has to hack every, he has to hack stuff. He has to shut down the reactor core. Like, well, the yeah, he, mayor and the marshal can't get their hands dirty. I mean, they, they, they need their hands for other things. They're very important people. Yeah, it, right. He just cooks the books. It's like a role-playing I, game. I can't imagine why you <laughs> wouldn't send the guy with the jetpack across the super narrow, dangerous drop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guy who, like if he falls off, it can just fly back up. 
Well, he even says there's no guardrails on this thing, which we appreciate. Oh, yeah, that was like, great. That's a classic, <laughs> yeah, classic Star Wars criticism. One thing I didn't like is that when the Stormtroopers walked around, I think every single line the Stormtroopers said was verbatim from a different Star Wars movie. Mm. Well, well, they're, yeah. they're, they're just very generic. They're just very generic. <laughs> and the TK yeah. number, number, number. Yeah. And, well, um, I mean, of course it's says, TK because it's all Stormtroopers' designation starts with TK. Does it? Yeah. Oh. I guess they just don't change it in 50 years if it works. I guess it's, uh, well, the, the writing is depending on the type of stormtrooper they are. The writing in this episode was really bad. <laughs> well, I that's was a, that's say... another part, too. Is they don't have yeah. them say interesting things. They just have them like, do you know what's going on? Seems like a troll. Yeah. yeah. Like, remember yeah. when those two stormtroopers were like riffing on, e- riffing on each other? The scout troopers. Yeah, the scout troopers. Yeah, that was Jason, great. Jason Sudeikis, and the and, other guy, uh, Adam Pally. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whoever wrote that did a great job. Yeah, I agree yeah. that the writing that. wasn't very strong this episode. I, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, uh, it yeah. just didn't bother me because I thought the action was really cool. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I, like I mean, I don't want to sound weird, but the action is like they're running through a hall shooting stormtroopers. No, it was I, also the the fight, the chase scene later on. Um, and th- there, so there's the chase scene later The chase on. scene, yeah. The chase scene was pretty good, I guess. Oh, and with the, the TIE fighters? Yeah, the that TIE fighter, awesome. The TIE fighter scene where um, he's chasing the TIE fighters. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, I guess we're jumping okay. ahead. Oh, but yeah. Anyway, the, the, yeah, I have thoughts on that, too. Um, okay, so then they... Say go ahead. That the blue guy is like an RPG where the blue guy is like the guy who has no combat skills and he's all hacking. Well, yeah. I mean, he's a slicing, Zach. Yeah, slicing. Yeah, I, I appreciated that the use of that verb. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So then they meet some gun-toting imperial scientists. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, those those guys are really dedicated to their jobs. Seriously, mm-hmm. that they were like blasted. They like destroy like, the tapes. I like the continued <laughs> implication that there's kind of a tier system of imperials. Like there's the guys who are there because they're either conscripted or you know at minimum wage, and then there yeah. are the people who are like ideologue ideologues. Yeah, like the the officer in the last episode, the command, the captain of the ship, who is like yeah. who right. commits suicide for the there. empire. Yeah, yeah. I also appreciate the fact that they actually use their co- codes, <laughs> their yeah, codes. So. Yeah. Like like in that one episode of Rebels, their yeah, what? Their codes, time code they... cylinders, the code little cylinders. things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pockets. Oh yes, yes, yes. They had shark. So the Imperial scientists are working on M count donors, and I assume I wonder what the all... M stands yeah. for. <laughs> I what the M stands Mutant. for? Wait, I don't get it. What does the M stand for? I'm stupid. Explain it to me. Metaquarians. Oh. Uh... Yeah, no. Please, <laughs> no. Which is why they Please, need Baby Yoda. No. That's why they need Baby Yoda to test his blood. No. Yeah, because he need, they need to refill right. the Emperor's Metachlorian counts. Yeah. <laughs> the Emperor's Metachlorian counts? I don't know. It sort of seemed like they were trying the to Emperor. create Force-sensitive super soldiers or something. Yeah. Um... I think that they were creating Snokes. Yeah, they, I mean, really? Snoke <laughs> yeah. is a jar I mean, that makes sense. piece the of, of Snoke. Is this <laughs> where we find out about the jar of Snokes is from the Mandalorian? <laughs> Wait, is that is that the the things they were making in the jars? Are those yeah, supposed to be Snokes? Yeah, that's what I assume. No, they are absolutely 100% Snoke. Well, 
Wait, wait, wait. What about the soldiers we see at the end for Moff Gideon? What so are those they? are armors. Death troopers. Armors or they those are death troopers. Okay. Hold on. No, no, they were they were different. I they're either they were robots, robots or they're armor. Power okay. armor. Sweet. If Power this is going to be anything like Rebels, then it's absolutely dark troopers. I thought that way they already showed dark troopers in the last season. They showed no death, troopers, death troopers, which are different. <laughs> yeah, death troopers are different. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so meanwhile, his, they escape, and the stormtroopers are very non-threatening, and they escape via this tank thing. Um, okay. Yeah, both of you guys. So they find the experiments, they need the child's blood. It's like, wow, an overall plot. This is crazy. Yeah, it, I mean, it, but it gives full reason to why the Empire is specifically hunting down for this one child and how they know about it, right? Because it shows that the Emperor is aware of someone with a high metachlorian count and someone who is has strong powers with the Force. Well, we knew that they were... We sort of figured that it was something Force-related, but we were hoping they wouldn't... They would let metachlorians rest in the prequels where they belong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously, we no one wants to see a, a revisitation of the metachlorians, <laughs> but, I mean, it's yes. a good way to tie it back in. I mean... I it was kind of just dangling there. They got to clean it up at some point. So... I'm fine with it, to be honest. It didn't... <laughs> like it, it, They're not like bringing it front and center. They're just like, oh, hey, here's this thing that's in the past. We're leaning on that to explain why this person's important. Well, yeah, and I like the fact that they didn't say medical. Right? They said M-count, so that could be anything. <laughs> and most likely means that none of the other people who aren't Jedi would know what the hell they're talking about. So if they... <laughs> so it makes sense. There's deniability. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that was just my feeling. Is okay. Yeah. So then, this is the big chase scene, where with the, with the tank versus speeder bikes. Well, so well, they have to get on, the tank on. first. First, they see the the video of Moff Gideon, and they're like, "No way, he's dead." And they're like, "No, no, this was taken three days ago." So Mando has to leave to go check on the baby. Since Gideon's alive, that means... And he, and he flies away in his jetpack. So his jetpack right. has, like, an incredibly long range. Yes. Because it was the other side of the planet. Right. That, that, the, <laughs> that, the, <laughs> that the base was on. Yeah, Star Wars he flies has all the way back across the planet problems. in his jetpack. <laughs> hmm? Star Wars has always had distance problems. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, until... Uh, uh, the second of the new trilogy, we've never heard the word fuel of any way, shape, or form. Like, we never had to really worry about fuel levels in Star Destroyers or anything like that. Right. That's true. But we, but also for Boba Fett's jetpack, which is, of course, where everything Mandalorian is derived from, it works for, like, two seconds. Like, it just goes from, like, side to side, basically. Doesn't Han say we, I think we have enough fuel to get there in um... Empire? Yeah. You might be right, but it's definitely not a, like a big thing. But you're right. You no, might be right that it's mentioned once. I, I agree that making it central it makes it feel weird. But it's not a fuel. It wasn't really a fuel question to me. But like it was more just pack, like you've never like, seen the jetpack ever be used yeah. like that before. Yeah, is it for short range jumps and like We've maneuver? Seen other or is it for it that way? in the cartoons? In the cartoons, the Mandalorians use it for. It, Far traffic. I mean, they could fly around the planet, basically. And I think the other ones do use it for pretty long distances. Oh shoot! I thought it was Zarya. I'm not. Yeah, well, in the cartoons they well, use also, them like crazy. Well, and you like, see them fly up into like this, this, the atmosphere and stuff. 
Yeah, so the last uh, one. They wouldn't go up that high if it was just going to run out of fuel like 10 minutes later. I didn't have a problem with them using the jetpacks as long anyway, as distance. So it flies off. Yeah. So it flies off. And they go, they get to the, and Carl Weathers and Cara Dune and the blue guy have to take this like tank. And I remember the dialogue in this part being particularly bad. I think uh-huh. she was like, she, you know, Cara Dune, like she goes and gets it and then she pulls up next to them and she basically says, what are you guys waiting for? An engraved invitation. <laughs> Yeah, I think she does. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, I, I sort of felt like that's a line that totally belongs in Star Wars, but I just didn't. didn't it didn't work. It. it really didn't work for me in this part. I don't know. But we did appreciate the two speeder bikes taking off the cliff and then crashing into each other and blowing yeah. up. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I yeah. Like that they did a lot this, of stuff. Like that's that. how he plays Battlefront. He just crashes into stuff. Oh yeah, I refuse to r- fly stuff because I'm horrible at it. <laughs> but yeah, I-, I appreciate the fact that they cleaned it up. One, they gave the troopers some badass scenes, but they also showed the uh, problems with their equipment too. So that was cool. Like there was no windows on the tank, for example. Well, I mean, well, yeah, like, exactly. They the just into the yeah. tank with no windows. It, if you watch, uh, <laughs> nope. It was bad. Four of uh, uh-huh. rebels, they have it in there too. That way, okay. but I, I feel I, I appreciate the fact that they're keeping a consistency in this story, and they're really trying hard to keep it consistent with all their other canon material. Okay. Yeah, I mean because I mean they, before, they, they did not really do too good of a job of that, and now they are really focusing on it. Nice. So. During the chase, this is something I'm sure Matt picked up on since he doesn't like the writing. Is that there's a part where two stormtroopers go over to the thing that they rigged the base to blow up, and they're like, "Hey, take a look at this!" And then the base blows up anyway. Well, they didn't have time to stop it. Yeah, I don't remember having an issue with that. Oh, I was like, a little they're, confused. They're about to do it, and um, yeah, and they're like, "Uh, oh crap." <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember having any. I don't remember having any any issues with that. Okay, uh, time fighters show up. They're about to kill our heroes, but then the Mando goes up and kills the ties instead, which was a really cool scene. I liked that a lot. So did did the Razor Crest have? Did it have um, lasers like blasters on it? I don't remember it having blasters. Yes, it did. Yeah, it always did. Yeah, uh, always remember there was the one of the early episodes he fought another um. I think you fought another bounty hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's one of the things that fall, like, was just ba- oh, oh my God, words are hard. Um, damaged mm-hmm. on the ice planet. You can see them just kind of half assed. Okay. Away. Yeah, I noticed them in season two. I didn't remember them in season one. Okay. So, yeah. then, ba- so then back at home, one of the New Republic traffic cops is back. Yeah. Yeah, he's asking questions. And he, he talks to Cara Dune about how they're both, about how she's an Alderaan survivor, but she lost everybody. That's very sad. I don't, I don't know if we knew that. Oh, we did, yeah. I thought we did. Yeah, In the first yeah, scene, we talked about it. So, one, I thought it was funny that the, apparently this whole sector of space is like the traffic cops is like beat. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was interesting when, um, what's his name? Uh, Carl Weathers talked about how oh the Republic's trying to take this area but the Empire never could 
And then the traffic cop is like, we need to do this or else something bad is going to happen. And that's kind of foreshadowed the sequel trilogy. Yeah. And I, yeah, it, it's all going to mm. link in. Um, yeah. But I like the fact that it showcases that there's some people out there who are not just saying, oh, we killed the emperor. La-ti-di, la-ti-da. It's all good. Especially considering it's the Outer Rim and they've always had issues. But it's also tying in the fact that they know that. There's other things out there waiting in the dark. Ooh, I like that foreshadowing. Can you guys defend the part where Mando blows up the ties and Carl Weathers, Cara Dune, and the blue guy literally cheer? Yeah, it was great. It was fun. Because no. they were about to die. They literally <laughs> cheered. They're like, yeah, he did it. That was it's awesome. If he was, didn't do it, then they would have died. It's it was I really understand that. Uh, it's super corny, yeah. but that doesn't mean it's bad. If I was driving around in this beat-up old truck and someone flying around shooting at me and someone else took care of them, I would cheer too. Yeah. Okay. I, would get, I would park, I'd get out, I'd <laughs> jump on top of the hood, and I'd start dancing and cheering. So every time they win a battle in The Mandalorian, you think his like sidekicks or whatever should cheer? Yes. Yeah, I'm I, I actually going to just be disappointed yeah. if they don't in future. Why not? Sure, I'll go with it. Actually, really, the whole episode should just be cheering. <laughs> it's be like, yeah, do you're great, cheer. They fly now. Yeah, cheer. <laughs> and then um, all Cara Dune one-liners. <laughs> oh, I got her one-liners. Uh, we'll see if she stays in. We'll see if she's in season four. This, she, yeah. absolutely, she absolutely will be. She absolutely will be. Um, this is also isn't a big deal, but I did notice it. So they steal the Imperial tank. And then the lead, and then the uh, the uh, the TIE fighters are attacking them, and the and the whoever's, and the lasers are once Reaper's again color-coded. The lasers are once again color-coded, where the Imperials have the green and the Rebels have the blue, even though, or have the red, even though it's an Imperial uh, stolen whatever. That's true. That's a good point. Wait, what? Nah, not really. It's a, it's a nitpick, but... Say that? It's yeah. my nitpick. In the in the tank, when the tank is being chased by lasers, by the tank is being chased by ties and speeder bikes. Yeah, the lasers remain color coded. They're always color coded. Where the bad guys are green and the good guys are red. No, the stormtroopers are red. Yeah, no, they're not. Oh yeah, the stormtroopers are red, but the ships aren't. But also, yeah, 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 the ship lasers. That's true. Yeah, I did see red. There's probably a little selector, and you switch depending on. uh... It, it would have been nice if our heroes had been firing green lasers to show that it's an imperial ship. I it would have made it would have made more sense, but again, I mean, again, it's Star Wars. Again, it's not really. Do the AT-ATs fire green lasers? I thought AT-ATs fired red lasers too. They fire red. So really, they should yeah. be firing the same color as the AT-ATs. So maybe it's imperial spaceships. <laughs> air air transportation has green lasers. The speed and and space and too. space, right? Maybe it's just sign yeah. our fleet systems. And and speaking of space, we get our stinger, which is Moff Gideon's ship, which is introduced like the space falls opening. That was the tracking <laughs> shot. You mean not the space balls opening, but the Star Wars opening? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. which was lampooned in space balls. It reminded yeah, me more of space balls than A New Hope. Huh. Oh, maybe you watched it more recently. Okay, and they reveal there's a tracking device on Mando's ship, 
established Star Wars trope. Yes. Yeah. And then and then we get the the ominous shot of the new troopers that we talked about before. I think they're robots. I don't see why people yeah. would be standing there. No, they're just suits of armor for people to wear. No, the thought is that they're so everyone who's online people have been taking close looks and it looks like they possibly got, like, will be some type stuff. of droid. I hope that they tie it back to the uh Clone Wars. That'd be cool. Yeah, like a different version of their They're going to be like droid soldiers didn't work before, but they're Why do they so why do they time. need midichlorians to build robots? They don't. They need them for Snoke. It's two different things. We're talking <laughs> two about two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Two okay, different okay. projects. Not in He's the multitask. He can multitask. We're talking about in the hangar. Yeah. In the tanks. That would be pretty crazy if they lined it up with Snoke. The timing is about right, no, I it, guess. It, 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 it absolutely is. It makes it sense. Is. It makes sense. I buy it for a dollar. Like, that was the whole point of this episode, was just to set that up. Exactly. There was no other point to it. It was very generic. Meant to be awesome fighting. Hi, fighters. <laughs> it was a little bit of a filler episode, but it didn't bother me as much as apparently it did that. It doesn't bother me just to say it wasn't. It just wasn't good. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it, it fine. So I was entertained, good. which is what I could be enjoying. I mean, I was waiting for the siege to happen. There was no siege. <laughs> yes, thank you. Uh, see, I didn't see the title ahead of time, and maybe that's why. Yeah, I, I didn't. Think, I didn't <laughs> think I, it wasn't in the, the beginning. Title. It shows it. Yeah, it shows you right in the beginning. Yeah, I don't pay attention to him either. Yeah. I, I don't read much, so. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't register as information. Anything yeah. else you guys want to talk Overall, about? Overall, I love the episode. I think they're doing okay. good stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was well, good. Fine. It had a great yeah. action. It had light heartness. What about Baby Yoda puking on himself after eating the blue macaroon? Macarons. I, uh, I deal with it. I deal with it. Puke on a daily basis. I only watch it on my TV shows. And we find, and we see that he's a little thief. <laughs> yeah, he Here's needs some force. parenting. He's gonna be I a like great that he's bounty being hunter. Raised amoral. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna be a great bounty hunter. Uh, Yoda bounty hunter would be a great series. <laughs> <laughs> I watched that. So we also wanted to talk about the new mutants. All right, it's yeah. the new mutants. I thought it was not as bad as everyone told me it was going to be. That does not mean it was a good movie, but hey. it was fine. It 98%. was fine. 99 touch point. Oh. It was a hey, good I movie. take it you loved it. It was fine. Jay I loved say it. I loved it, but I thought it was a good movie for what it was. Interesting. All the production problems it had. I mean, that doesn't really affect us as the viewers. Yeah, I mean, if you take it as a separatized movie with that had some call-outs rather than like trying to tie it into the whole X-Men Marvel universe, I mean, it stands alone on it pretty well. If you I, don't come I in with thought, like, crazy expectations or anything. Right, exactly. Exactly. I thought the effects were very good. It did not seem low budget at all. I don't know what its budget was, but the effects were really good. I will say the acting was a little uneven. Several people had some very silly accents, mostly Cannonball. <laughs> yeah, um, poor Sam Guthrie. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't. I will say that it was it was very slow. Also in the beginning, it, that's what made it feel low budget to me. Is that it was a lot of people sitting around and talking in one set. Ten. Yeah. Setting. It's like a bottled movie. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Jay, I. 
as I mentioned, our favorite part, for those of you who haven't seen it, spoilers, there's a part where Sunspot is like going nuts and, the, and he's all he's all flamed on, like the human torch is flamed on. And their teacher, who his job is like to like protect them from one another, sees that he's like going nuts, so she grabs a pool pole and pushes him into the pool that he's standing next to. Yeah, yeah. it's like it's most little subtle little things that make the movie good. Yeah, I was because like, what if he like, wasn't near a pool though? Subtle little <laughs> things like pushing someone into a pool. Right. Yes. Exactly. It's clever. Because, whatever. Yeah, because normally you would expect like some. Cr- I mean, she's a mutant, so you would think, oh, she's just gonna put him in a bubble or something. It's just real world. When you panic, you think, oh, uh, okay, this is this will work, and you kind of just do it. Hmm. We have a question for you, Jay. Is Lockheed real? What do you mean? So, oh. in Lockheed the Dragon? Lockheed the Dragon. Like, obviously, Lockheed the Dragon is real in the comics, but Matt, in the movie, Ilyana has the a movie, puppet no. that she wears on her hand. And then in the final fight scene, Lockheed looks physical and fights the demon bear with her. But it could still be in her head. It's, yeah, so it's sort of unclear. So, in the movie, I believe it's all in her head. Um, that. Oh gosh. You don't I'm think he's real? No, I don't I think so. Maybe Lockheed can't spend as much time in the human plane as she can, so maybe he only pops in once in a while. That is possible, too. Because, I mean, most of the time in limbo. Yeah, because initially, mm-hmm. um, in the comics, it's the fact that he is a creature of limbo, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, that would make sense. I mean... But she also had him before she went to Limbo, right? She had the stuff. I get maybe. I think she. It had seems the, like had she it started teleporting and stuff way before puberty. Yeah, or right when she hit puberty. Because in this ep- in the movie, she's a lot older than the others. Or yeah. she's not a lot older, but she is older. Yeah, than Danny. So she's like sixteen or some eighteen or something like that. Yeah. Uh, Magic's but, powers always seem sort of like sort of mutant based, but also magic like literal magic based, not like her name magic based. So, so it's in like the a comic, combination. She is both. In the comic, yeah. she is both. Her mutant power is the fact that she can control the teleportation discs and stuff like that. But then her magic powers is what her demon power and her magic powers are what give her that crazy armor and the. Her sword is from her soul that was ripped out of her at oh, yeah. one point, and like she learns magic from Storm when she's trapped in limbo with an older version of Storm. Mm-hmm. Oh, comic! Oh, comic! Never yeah, change. So a There's lot of a lot her powers of are actually magic rather than um, mutant powers. Her real mutant powers: the teleportation, being able to control those teleportation discs. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff in the movie that was sort of not explained, which sometimes I like, depending on how it's presented. So, like, they don't explain the deal with the Essex Corporation. So or, they or do tie like, that in. They tie no, it no, into... They if you don't know comics, you have no idea what that is. Right. But if you watch Logan, you do. Okay. Mm. I've watched Logan, but it was when it came out. So I wouldn't assume I someone watching this has seen Logan. I don't know. Because isn't Logan rated R in this movie's PG-13? So if you're like a kid right. watching it because you like comics, you might not have seen Logan. 
Yeah, well, but I mean, just... kids watch Deadpool, so. And also, initially, <laughs> I mean, they were hovering back and forth between a PG-13 and a rated R rating. Right. For both. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, it does tie in because, I mean, where all the kids are being tested. It doesn't really explain, like, why Essex matters. Like I said, does that have a movie? Like, was, like, did Danny have, like, a traumatic childhood that would cause the bear? to be like so destructive like psyche would manifest this, this like crazy well, destructive so, I didn't get it part of it is like she's young gay probably caused her some trauma and fear hiding that or if she hid it who knows um, but like so like it was a slow build up of all of her anxiety and all of her fear Fine. and that's what she and that's ties it into what her dad says is it depends on what you feed it you can either have the compassion and everything, or you can feed it fear, and if you keep fearing, then it, it's going to continue. They should have just showed us that. I mean, I, I think it was me. Yeah. yeah, as a viewer, it kind of like, like get more of the. Took her a while to figure out because she was. That's why she was initially taken in. Mm -hmm. But yeah, her powers are pretty badass. Yeah, I would have liked to have a bit more explanation. Also, of the smiling men, they were cool, but like, what's the deal with them? So those were demons from Limbo. Okay. Yeah, that's what I figured. Were they you read the novelization, all of this is quite clear. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> I, got, I got it. They were supposed to be from hell, but I wasn't sure whether they were real or whether it was Danny tricking people into thinking they were real. Well, in her, for specifically for this movie, they were manifestations from oh, Danny's okay. power. Just like Rain's... Uh, the, the priest. Well, yeah, this movie was like the Harry Potter of the New Mutants for me. Now I know how to pronounce Rain Sinclair's name. My whole life yeah. thought it was Ronnie. <laughs> I thought it was Ronnie. It's nope. not. Really? It's Rain. 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 Rain of the yeah, Superman. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah Ronnie. You pronounce the R-A-H-N-E. I would have gone at least with the, like a Ron. Ron or something, not Ron. Ronnie? Yeah, I don't know. That feels like, that feels weird to me. <laughs> well... I don't know. But yeah, don't I mean, I like the fact that it, that it was like that. Uh, I appreciated that they didn't force feed. They didn't handhold. They kind of just let the movie speak on itself, which is nice. Like Zach said, like certain movies, you want them to break it all down for people. Some of times you don't. But this movie was meant to be a horror film or a horror version of comics. So like you don't want all that information. You want to be like caught off guard. You want to be unknowing of what's happening yeah so Makes i appreciated sense. that fact that they did that yeah a little bit of mystery uh, can be can be good as long as it's not confusing and i think there wasn't i think everyone figured out that danny was causing everyone's to go nuts mm -hmm. except for those inside and but uh, i but i yeah. don't think there'll be a sequel <laughs> based well, on all the production problems it has had and the fact that it was filmed five years ago, and all these people are a lot older now. <laughs> wow, five years ago, really? Dang. That started. Uh, well, pr filming started 2016 or something like that. Wow. Like, cool. ZJ, come back. You can blame it all on me. All right, Zach, let's go. Okay. Well, thank you. Are, up, are you done? Sorry. I can be done. It's no, fine. you don't have to be done. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I'm good. I, I would say you mentioned you really like when Magic showed her arm and the sword first time. Yeah, I like agree. That was very cool. Yeah, a lot of the visuals were fantastic. I mean, to be fair, they had tons of time to <laughs> work on it and revamp it. <laughs> um, yeah. 
But yeah, I I I appreciated the fact that they tied it into Essex. Um, I thought that was actually really cool, and the fact that they all the kids thought they were going to be X Men, and they're like, yeah, but who wants to be an X Men? And they're like, oh wait, we're not X Men. We're gonna be assassins and murderers. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that movie I did that was a mystery for us when we were watching it. Like you know, we're like, there's no way it's Xavier. Like maybe it's the Hellfire Club. Maybe it's Sinister. Maybe it's Magneto and Brotherhood. So that was kind of like you know keeping us guessing, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they did a lot of nice little things that really put put it together for me. And uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll leave it at that. All right. Nice. Well, uh, thank you all for joining us on Twitch.tv slash MC Slanty. Part two. See, see you next time. And uh, what else did you say? Yeah, I already said that. So uh, bye. Okay. Bye. Bye.